This is Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast. By the way, is that your first Mountain Dew of the day right there? Or it is my first one of the day. Huh? Okay. I wondered if you like start with it. Like well, I, I drank have... one upstairs. <laughs> it's my second of the day in uh, CMT building. <laughs> I roll out of bed and I have to have caffeine right away. I think a lot of people like that. They have to have coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. Yeah, I'm not either. <clears throat> I can't drink coffee. I'm a pumpkin spice guy. Uh, oh, seasonal yeah. only though. I like flavors. I like <clears> a lot of whipped <throat> cream if I'm gonna do coffee ever. But I do too. Yeah, I gotta have something sweet in there. I would think you would have like a six pack waiting by the bed in the morning. Like it's just pop you know what? open. I actually do it the exact opposite. I fall asleep drinking them. I <laughs> really? do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it fall doesn't asleep. keep you up. Mm-mm. In the morning, I usually wake up and drink water, and because um, I have cotton mouth from all the sugar and <laughs> junk that I drank and ate the night before. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but this is my second one today, and. Thanks to CMT, they hooked it up. Right on. So this is the whole real regular version of uh, Mountain Dew, uh, complete with the sugar and all the. So you never do diet at all. I never. I I don't do. You know, like I, I don't do. I don't do Mountain Dew outside of a regular size can, at all. Like I don't drink it out of a fountain. I don't drink diet. I don't drink bottle. I don't drink two liter bottle. I don't drink. You got to have a tall can. Those tall cans, by the way. Ugh. <laughs> Just not good. They don't. They just don't have the. They don't have the carbonation right. like the small cans of the West Virginia logo on them do. Okay, so do you do the like code red version I don't. or the no, blue I, whatever it is? I legit. I've never even tasted those. Oh. I don't. I'm not even into that kind of thing. It's like Sour Patch Kids, unless they're the berry blend. I'm not eating it. You're a Mountain Dew purist. I'm a purist, and I'm also an eccentric human being. You have no idea. Like, for instance, I, li- I like to make non-alcoholic mojitos because mm. I don't drink. You know. I don't, well, I mean, every now and again, I'll sip a little Kelly's Martini or whatever, but I like, I prefer a non-alcoholic mojito, and so I've been learning how to make those. Hmm. Yeah, so there's a look. I, I mean, that was possible. Yeah, so, well, you know, it's just, you just, I don't know. I'm weird like that. I just, I, if I like something, I get, I get, I go all in. I'm like, well, you know, it's like when we got married. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm in love with you. I'm propping you up on the counter. I'm telling you this. This is what's happening. And so that's what's happening. Propping her up on the counter. Oh, yeah. That seemed... That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We should have gotten some uh, non-alcoholic mojitos for your CMT Music Award nomination for video of the hey, year. Hey, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. Seriously, uh, you already won the ACM for it, obviously. I'm going to get to that in a second, but congratulations on this nomination as well. For I'm very CMTs. excited. I would really like to win that trophy uh, because the CMT trophies, I think, are, quite frankly, some of the coolest looking trophies I've ever seen. So, uh, But you know what? Nominated is is uh, is good enough for me at the very present moment, and I'm so thankful for that. I really am because I was, I was honestly shocked by it. So, um, you know. I don't ever expect anything in this life, and when and then when good things happen, it's like, man, that's a that's a really a praise God moment. The fans vote for these awards. That's what's yes. kind of special about them. Yes, obviously, it's a huge party at the CMT Music Awards. Um, what's your like favorite memory? Do you have a favorite from from being at the CMTs? I do, I do. Uh, my first ever one uh, that I went to, I played. I played "Buy Me a Boat" because it was brand new. It wasn't even a number one song yet, but you know, CMT did the. They funded the video for "Buy Me a Boat," which was really awesome, and really came in um, as a as a major supporter right off the bat when my career broke in a big way. And so um, I, I played the. I believe it was called the Horizon stage at the time, and uh, so I played the Horizon stage, and I did a little bit of "Buy Me a Boat," and I remember that was my first time ever playing in front of my peers in a big way, and um, got a standing ovation from. From I'll yeah. never forget it from Lady Antebellum and uh, Keith Urban and several others and wow. you know it's, it's fast forward to now it's like you know 
Keith's one of my best buddies, so it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Uh, you got your ACM award trophy uh, with Reba backstage, surprised by all of that for uh, again video of the year. Total surprise. So tell me about that moment and just seeing Reba and like what was that surreal moment like? Oof. Well, first of all, she's a big, huge star, and if they're you know. In my mind, had had I known, which I didn't, uh, and and if I could have picked anybody to present it, that would have been who I would have picked because she's so cool, um, and she's such a star, you know. And she yeah. walks in, so I was backstage, and they told me they prefaced it by saying that I was going to be doing a, some kind of interview, and I thought, well, that makes sense because I'm a nominee, and I see all my friends getting interviewed backstage, you know, the last couple of days. So yeah, okay, cool. So we're <laughs> back there, and I'm in this holding room, and all of a sudden I hear Reba like like basically screaming <laughs> down the hallway my name, and I'm and if, and you know, fifty percent of me is like. Oh man, and fifty percent was like really freaked out because pretty intense, you know. <laughs> and so she comes back through there and she pulls the curtain back and walks into the dressing room. And how does it feel? And I and I'm like I'm I'm kind of in shock and I don't get that way generally. <laughs> and um, and she had an ACM award. She's like, you won the ACM. And man, I just broke down and started crying because that's just what hit me and that's just what was natural. And uh, you know, I'd never won an ACM before, so that was a huge moment for me. And I'm I'm just so grateful, incredibly grateful, and. Um, you know, it's a big deal, man. When your when your team and your community rallies behind you, um, it's it's huge. Switching gears from Drunk Girl to Good Vibes, the feel good song of the summer. Thanks. Uh, it's such a great sounding song. Um, Thank you. And much more to come, I hope, in regards to that sound on album number three. Uh, there is, yeah. That's okay. So, album number three comes out in October. My third record for Warner Brothers. I'm really excited about it. It's called Real Friends. Just name that, and um, it's gonna be an 11 song record. You know, good vibes. When we wrote that, I had I didn't have plans for a new album. That, but it happens to be the first song that I wrote in this process. So that's right. kind of ironic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it did set a narrative and it set a tone for the rest of the for the rest of the topography of the album, if you will. All the songs have a positive sentiment in some way, shape, or form. And um, I don't know. I've never really been happier in my career. And uh, I don't know. I, yep. I'm just in a good place in yep, my life. Really I, I really am. I'm just in a good place in well, my life, which which makes for a good place in my career. And it's going to be a really exciting record, man. A lot of lot of great songs. I think that I'm setting a bar for myself, um, and and in front of the community. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna wipe the other two albums right off the board, <laughs> man. I think it's that good. Uh, you always bring a positive attitude. You're a positive person. I think that comes from a sense of like gratitude of where Thank you, you came from to where you are now. And yes. we all probably have heard the story of you sleeping in the alley. What was it behind? The Ryman? Yeah, that car finally kicked the bucket this past week. True story, by the way. <laughs> 400,000 miles, engine caught on fire while my dad was driving it. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, what kind so, of car was it, by the way? Uh, it's a 99 Monte Carlo. It's been rebuilt like four times. I bought the car uh, when I was a kid and sold a hot rod that I had built with my dad uh, to buy it. And so I moved to Nashville in that car. I slept behind the Ryman. I slept in the alley behind Tootsie's. I slept behind what used to be Shawnee, which is now Honky Tonk mm -hmm. Central. Uh, and I slept there for about two and a half months when I first moved to Nashville. My first year downtown when I was playing the honky-tonk scene. And I, I didn't know I was like, you know, I didn't feel poor or nothing. I just yeah. felt like I'm just making it. I'm playing off of tips and, and, and I'm really making it, you know. Right. Oh, my gosh. Not a lot of people are getting to do this. So pretty cool story. But, yeah, my, I, you know, several years later, once I started hitting a little lick, uh, I gave that car back to my dad. And um, he's been driving it ever since. He's been driving it for like the last 12 years. And it blew up just the other day on the oh. way to work. Oh, it, no. The engine caught on fire. And uh, I was just, it's ironic, I was at the shop getting uh, an, uh, 
the kids, the nanny SUV, if you will, the one that piles the kids and trashes the floor that we have at the house, um, getting it, getting some brakes put on it. And I saw the car sit across the parking lot, kind of a bittersweet moment. Maybe we can, wow. maybe maybe somebody in Nashville, Country Music Hall of Fame or something, want to do some kind of exhibit with an old broken down Monte Carlo. I don't know. That is a great story, though. Um, and I love that. So once you got those tips going, and by the way, did you have the Kung Fu? Kicks down by at that point. You know, I've always, I've, the I've always, kicks. I've always kind of been a connoisseur of fine karate um, <laughs> and martial arts, uh, really? if you will. But uh, I mean, I grew up watching Van Damme movies, so I mean, it's like you, you, you can't lose watching Lionheart. So. <laughs> And Bloodsport. But anyway, um, yeah, I kind of did. I mean, I, you know, I've always just done things that entertain people. So whether it's whether it's like kicking where my boot um, heel gets like six inches from their nose and it freaks them out, or I'm playing harmonica, or I'm just, just doing whatever I can mm-hmm. to make it, man, is what I've always done. And I'm still that way. I will do whatever it takes to make it. As long as, I, as, long as my moral standards are not compromised, mm-hmm. as long as my family's not compromised, and as long as I feel good about doing it. If I feel good about doing it, nobody trust me when I tell you, and, and a lot of people listening can attest to this. Nobody will work or hustle harder than my wife and I. That's it. Mm. Nobody will hustle harder. And um, what's well, earned you a sign in your hometown, Perryville, yeah. Missouri? It's uh, you know, you know, you've made it when you've got you know songs on the charts and whatever, and you know, success in concerts. But when you got a sign in your hometown, that's a big deal. Home of Grand Ole Opry member Chris Jansen. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So yeah. if there's any any of those folks listening today, thank you for making that possible. And going back real quick, Chris, to Perryville for a sec. Uh-huh. I was wondering, and you're going to be on the Raised on Country tour with yeah. Chris uh, Young here soon. So, uh, what do you remember back then about your sort of your first introduction to country music as a kid? Oh man, that's easy. Um, my dad, you know, I grew up with, I grew up a product of the '80s. So my dad and mom had me when they were real young and so they went through i mean they didn't even go through their party in years yet you know i was just a toddler so when they were, they were like, really like 20s or whatever yeah yeah they're in their early 20s like yeah. i'm talking about like 21 22 years right. old like early normal college kid party <laughs> right. years they didn't go to college but they were like you know just working class and stuff and and but my dad has always been like car nut and kind of like a stock car jeep racing build stuff mm-hmm. out of nothing kind of guy right junkyard guy and so he used to build racing mud jeeps and we used to go to mud rallies and and things like that stock car rallies and i mean it was like crazy man this is back in the day that was like you know it was like a wet t-shirt contest on one end of the field and 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 a beer keg on the other end of the field like that's what i was raised around so like the redneck life did choose me um but you know i i was raised on both cephas man i was raised on i was raised with a dad who would stand on the front of a of a CJ5 with a beer box helmet on his head, you know, <laughs> dancing with his shirt off to all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. I mean, yeah. that's how I was literally raised. Those are my earliest remembrances of childhood were Hank Jr. And then, you know, on the, on like Sundays, it was like Randy Travis, you know? Right. And so that's, you know, that's what, it, that, you know, cause that's, that's more traditional kind of music, but um, that's what I was raised on, man. That was, I can't even tell you the age. All I know is it was before I could pr- honestly, probably while I was crawling and yeah. learning to walk, I mean, I've known about, I've known all my rowdy friends since I was, since I can remember. Is that the first song you learned to play? My first song I learned to play was uh, another song that I I learned it as a toddler was "Keep Your Hands to Yourself" by Georgia Satellites. That was the first song I learned to play on guitar <laughs> as a toddler. <laughs> yeah, like I, I learned to play when I was nine, but you know, I was acclimated to this kind of music as a as a as a 
as a toddler because again I had young parents mm-hmm. so um, it's just like me when I yeah, became, they were having a good time yeah and then you were like soaking it in as a kid I was just around that so mm-hmm. I mean I you know I grew up in I grew up in toddler size Hank Jr. t-shirts you know <laughs> and, and 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 stock car t-shirts and NASCAR t-shirts and you know you 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 were born an Earnhardt fan like that's just this is how it was you know so um I, I got a little change in my pocket. Yeah, going jingle-lang-a-lang. like I come from that rowdy crowd, so really? that just it was always kind of a natural thing for me, and that's just what I was raised on. But I was also raised on a on a good fair share of Motley Crue and Poison and and things like that too from the rock end because you know it's just it all kind of goes together. How proud must your parents be of you? Like, I think they're were, pretty proud. Yeah, I think they're pretty proud. They're great grandparents, by the way. Now at this <laughs> point, so you know, um, they love being grandparents and. And they help us out a fair bit. Both both of my both sets of grandparents now in my kids' lives are, are amazing. Uh, my in laws, I'm I'm actually like best friends. I'm the tightest with my with my father in law George. Like we're, we we were best friends though before we got married. Yeah. So it's kind of a bizarre story. It's a long <laughs> story, but I, what I'm getting at is both sets of grandparents, if you will, are are just they're fantastic, and I think they're very proud. You said that no one works harder than you and Kelly, your wife. At, you know, uh, doing what you do. Yes. Um, a lot of people would say, God, it must be difficult to work with your spouse day in and day out because mm-hmm. not only do you see them at the house and you're raising kids together, but mm-hmm. also out on the road and you're making business decisions together. So how do you balance that out? Is it ever difficult? I know she's standing right there. No, it's okay. But I, I, Ask me anything you want to. I feel like a lot of people would go, I could never work with my wife. Well, I, I could, could never, never work with my husband. I could never not work with my wife. Yeah. I'll put it like that. That's the truth. I mean, really. Because, um, you know, like I trust, I trust a handful of people to an extent, but I only I trust her with my life. So that's it. Um, and you know, she has my best interest at heart. No matter, you know, no matter if I'm right here on the air with you, no matter if I'm, you know, selling snow cones, which was a job of mine when I was a kid, um, <laughs> she would have my back. You know, and she would have my best interest at heart, as I would do for her as well. So, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like we're humans, and this is this is in and outside of work. Of course, we have. We have back and forth uh, arguments all the time. That's normal stuff. The great thing is, though, we get along. We don't really ever fight. So we don't – and we don't really argue that much, really, to be honest with you. We just – we just butt heads. I think that's the best way to put it, you know, because I'm strong-willed and she's really strong-willed. And so sometimes when you put two A personalities in the room, it's hard to find the B. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, but we're real blessed and I – we are just a good team. There's there's just no getting around it. When Buy Me a Boat came out – um, and and hit a big lick, you know, and and set our our career at a at a new platform, a new level. I just told everybody around me. I said, look, the only way I'm moving forward is if if she's my manager, mm-hmm. and we work together full time, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And um and everybody was so cool with it. That's the reason I signed with Espo at Warner Brothers. That's that's the reason for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, cool. yeah, it will always be that way as far as I'm concerned because I don't know. It just makes me comfortable. I know you're a huge. Uh like me, superhero fan. You go to see the superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Avengers Endgame yet? I have not. I, Neither you know, have I. I, I just, was hoping you'd seen it. Man, I just don't make a lot of time for movies. It's you three know, hours long. Yeah, that's that's three hours that I could have been doing writing a song. <laughs> so that's the way I look at life or making money. And really, I I I am a workhorse, dude. I love to make money, so I, I enjoy working <laughs> no matter what it is. Um, and I, I tell love people doing when they things. ask me like uh, same question, like you know, why do you work so hard? How do you handle it all? This blah blah blah. And I'm always like, I'd rather be. I'd rather be tired than broke. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm, and I'm when you've been like you have and listen, oh, I came man. from dirt as well from South Carolina and I mm-hmm. understand like 
you know, my first job was like, yeah. I look back and go, how did I even live? Well, I mean, you know, you got a paycheck, so you were rich, right? right. I mean, I, I know the feeling. So, you know, here's the cool thing about superheroes, though, speaking of that. Uh, back to my dad for a second. So my dad's a car restoration guy, and um, when I was a kid, he restored the Batmobile from the Keaton movies, mm-hmm. and he took he took my whole um, I don't know it was probably like third grade class up to near St. Louis to ride in it, and we so we did that had a like big the real Batmobile no the real one oh with the God. flames out the back and stuff cool. the one from the movie he restored, and um, like recently then fast forward like he he restored that Aerosmith van the mm. the the popular American Pickers one um but anyway he he did all the work on that all the paintwork restoration and so I kind of grew up around that you yeah. know and so I was kind of acclimated to superheroisms <laughs> a long time ago even outside of the movies yeah your dad being your superhero I think at the end of the day huh yeah he's a pretty cool guy man I got to say you know um it's interesting we we are I think a lot alike in certain ways in the fact that, you know, we both love our wives very much. We're very faithful men and um and we're just kind of easygoing. But you know, in some other in some other facets we're totally polar opposite. He would tell you the same thing, by the yeah. way. Um we're polar opposites. But I think that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. And uh I mean if I had one superhero though, man, besides Jesus, it would be my wife because I don't know how she does it. I really don't. I mean, managing me is enough. Uh, managing four kids is is a whole other a lot, thing, and yeah. that's easy compared to me. So, um, you know, she that would be it. Yeah, your wife and your kids are in the new video for Good Vibes as mm-hmm. well. I wanted to mention, were they camera shy at all, or were they just like naturals? Nah, my wife is a total natural because she comes from that, you know. But uh, my kids now, they... They get a little awkward on camera, and here's why. They get awkward because if they know you're filming them, they're like, oh, yeah, never mind. I'm not doing it. I'm not even going to look at the camera, or I'm not going to do what you ask. If they don't know the camera's on them, they're just, oh, happy-go-lucky. So (laughs) it worked out pretty good. I mean, the video came together great, and it didn't take that long to get it done, and that's what I was thankful for. Uh, Chris, you're also known on stage as a wild harmonica player. Thanks. Um, And I've noticed your skills, and I don't know how to play the harmonica. So I thought we're going to post this video on Instagram and all over Facebook and uh, all the socials at Cody Allen but we're going to take a quick lesson from Chris on how to play the harmonica coming right up thank you for being here today and what a good guy we love Chris Jansen oh, you're so man. kind man thank you very much good vibes all around thanks for listening to Cody Cast follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter Instagram and Facebook hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day and watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend Saturday and Sunday at 9am 8 central on CMT bye for now